You're listening to Early Learning Review Radio. Welcome to Early Learning Review. You're with journalist Gemma Purvis. And I'm speaking to Sally Watson, who's the president of the Australian Association for Infant Mental Health. Hi, Sally. Thanks for joining us on Early Learning Review. It's a pleasure to be part of the, the, the Infant Mental Health Awareness Week. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, there you are. You've taken my first question out of my mouth. It's Infant Mental Health Awareness Week. Now, it is the inaugural event for Australia, isn't it? That's right. It is, yes. Yeah, we've sort of followed on from um, last year the, uh, in the UK. The, um, they decided to, um, to have a an Infant Mental Health Awareness Week, and when we saw that they were doing that again this year, we thought it was a really fantastic opportunity to to be part of what is a growing international um, recognition of the importance of infant mental health. And it's perhaps not something that gets a lot of coverage, infant mental health as opposed to child mental health. What's yep. the difference between the two? I guess the thing is with infant mental health, we really sort of see that it's all about relationship, that that we know that babies grow and develop within healthy relationships um, and they learn what people expect of them and what they can expect of others. Um, and and so it's really about that really early early intervention and really from conception as well. We sort of know increasingly sort of you know aware of kind of what um, the in utero kind of experience as well and and the the way the mother starts to think of, and the father start to think about the baby as it's growing um, you know in their uterus and then when it's born how they think about their baby and then the relationship. So it's about promoting healthy relationships. The baby. Cott, who was a wrote a lot around um, babies and and parents, sort of said that there's no such thing as a baby. There's only a baby and another. So the idea that a baby must be in relationship and those relationships need to be healthy and and uh, supportive and and within a, also within the context of someone supporting the parents to be able to support their baby and develop their baby. Absolutely, because of course no child is raised in solitary confinement just with their parents or very few are they all have interactions with others and whether the other caregivers might be daycare centers because of course so many women and fathers work full-time shortly after the birth of the child so whether the caregivers are family relations I know grandparents Mm -hmm. do play a significant role in childcare, but there's also a more commercial arrangement isn't there yeah that's right and and we've sort of um, really see that you know given that childcare is such a, a big part of many families' lives is that we've actually developed a position paper around childcare to help parents kind of and people to think about you know what they need to look for in childcare and have certainly really also advocated for um, you know extended paid parental leave because um, I think most parents would like to spend as much as they can time as they can with their with their baby in those early um, early months but often economic you know for economic reasons go back earlier so it's really kind of looking at how we can make the experience of childcare um, the best one day for the baby but also supporting parents to make the decision as to how you know how early they want to return to work and and, uh, and use a commercial arrangement because those relationships are really critical those you know um, 
early those relationships that the, the um, babies and young children have with their educators is uh, is just critical because that is going to be a very uh, key relationship that they have in in terms of their social emotional development. And so that that you know, the parents and and the educators can can also have um, really positive relationships is just so important for the baby. Yeah, I guess the issue is that the parents have to have the time perhaps to form a relationship and get to know the childcare providers or the early learning educators so that they can communicate effectively to meet the child's needs. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like trying... And I think, you know, I think sort of quality... um, Childcare, they really do spend a lot of time in trying in and and highly value that relationship that they have with the parents and 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 sort of really try and do what they can to support those relationships. And we certainly um, are very very keen to support um, you know centres that that are really wanting to do that. So we've talked about the need for there to be very strong bonds between the child and the caregivers, not just the parents. One of the other issues is if there people think there might be a problem with the child or with the infant more to the point what are the types of things do you think people should try and do the early learning educators if they are caring for a child that they think might be having some problems well, I guess the first thing is to, you know, and, and this goes back to what we were just saying before about kind of talking with the parents is to sort of, you know, to sort of see what, you know, what is this child like at home? And, and so they get a real sense of, you know, is it something that's going on in the centre for the baby or is it something that might be, you know, like about the the sort of generally, so kind of a good, I think that's a good place to start is to just talk with the parents. Um, but if you're sort of noticing things like, you know, if the child is, and obviously it's going to vary from young babies to uh, more the sort of toddler age, um, but the kinds of things that they might be sort of looking for in a, you know, in, in an infant um, and or for a toddler as well, but... Um, so they're displaying very little emotion. Um, they don't show interest in sights or sounds or, or touch or, or relationships. They kind of um, that they don't like being held or um, or comforted. Um, or they're really difficult to soothe or console. That they, as they kind of particularly as they get older, they're not able to you know sort of self at all to sort of they get dysregulated emotionally very very quickly and if they seem extremely fearful or on guard or just very very chaotic they don't use the educators like you know as they you know have developed the relationship with their the educator and that's why I guess that we sort of see a model of primary caregiving whether the child does have a significant person and that they don't actually use that person that they and sometimes these children they can they can sort of look like they're really independent and I think sometimes go under the radar you know like oh they're you know they're okay but it's if they kind of never if they hurt themselves if they kind of get upset if they get distressed but and they never seek out help then that's something to kind think about you know they're not actually learning the relationship a lovely um, term that we have is a solution is in the relationship they're not haven't actually developed that and we really want to be supporting that if there's any sudden behavior changes like I think that that's you know a real sign that something's not quite going might not be quite going right as well you know if they're feeding problems like you know you know like even with a bottle or even you know when they're on solids as well 
like some sort of, if you sort of see the child, the child seems to be quite aggressive with, with other children or, or with, with adults. And I mean, they're all signs of extremely clingy behaviours, um, extreme temper tantrums. Language delays often can be, you know, a really good sign that sort of this might be some extra support needed. So that's just, you know, I mean, I know I've listed a lot of things there, but they're just sorts of things that I think that signs that we just need to be monitoring and kind of looking at how we might be able to support this this um baby this young child sure and of course every child does develop at different stages so obviously some children will be more advanced in one area at a certain age to another child at the same age but by the time they're five they might have both caught up with each other yeah and I guess I guess the thing is that we're we're talking really about that social emotional development as well that um that you know, like certainly cognitively, there's there's lots of different levels of you know that children, um, and and also you know there's some children that do kind of develop language very young, and others that kind of just take that little bit longer. But I think in terms of how children use relationships, I mean, that, and that's I think that probably the real take-home message is that kind of really look at how how are children, how are these infants, how are these young baby young children, how are they in relationship? Um, are they a child that is able to kind of, you know, feel comfortable in relationship? Are they able to use their relationship? How are they with other children as well? I mean, I think that um, that, that probably is something that is more of a... Um, more standard, if I want a better word, um, and and so that's why you know having the emphasis in those early years in say commercial, um, you know, in a commercial arrangement is and why it's important for the educators to to kind of really know about what babies you know, what babies need and, and, and how they how important, I mean, they're just so important um, to uh, to the children and, and often I think that there's been a real push in the more recent years that to kind of like we want you know we want the children to be reading and writing and all those sorts of things but at, you know under the age of three they need they need um kind of what they need most of is sort of relational support not so much support moments rather than teaching moments um so i think that um and and of course play is a wonderful way that children you know learn those uh, relationships as well so absolutely that that's important yeah and there's a lot of research now being done into the benefits of play for children as well which is great yes. news yeah, I yeah, know this. And I think there's just been a professor of play appointed to Oxford University. Which Indeed. Is, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and he actually has a background in mental health as well. So it's a, it's a very interesting appointment that they have there. But there's also some research being done here. But um, you, so you're mentioning, of course, the importance of the early learning educators. And of course, they have to, they cover a broad range of development areas don't they because the kids in their care can range from as young as six months all the way up to five years old so there's a lot that yeah, they I need mean, to be able to deal younger, with I think, yeah yeah mm, that's right and so I think that that's why it's really important and and again I know that there's you know quality centers are really seeing are really investing in supporting and training their um their staff to um, to work, you know, be able to meet the needs of babies, and and I think you know what, given that we we've all been a baby once, <laughs> and we've all been in relationships, and that some babies can 
um, kind of might trigger us in certain ways and and there's some, so it's really important that there's also support systems in place for educators and, and, and you know, in AIMHI would really advocate that, you know, there's a, a space, a reflective opportunity for a reflective space to be able for staff to be able to talk about, about their work and about the impact that the babies might be having on them. Um, because, you know, if, if they sort of, a baby, for example, or a child, a young child, that kind of, they just find that, difficult to be with then the, the child is going to pick that up and they might sort of see it on their on their faces or on the in the way they are when they talk to them so actually being able to think about what's going on with this baby like or what's going on with this child what sort of support am I going to need like what might be happening for me that this particular you know child is and um, I'm not kind of I'm finding um, him or her more difficult to to meet and respond to their needs so that kind of reflective um uh, space is really really important, and and in you know infant mental health, it's one of the things that we talk about um, for people working with babies and young children. Is that it's really important to uh, have that opportunity to um, to you know have that space. And I think that that's a fairly new idea to um, early you know sort of early childhood, but is is starting to again starting to gain some ground around the importance of it. Okay, so the Infant Mental Health Awareness Week, what are the main outcomes that you're hoping to get from holding the week in Australia? Well, I think, you know, the, the title of it is kind of tells it all really. We're wanting people to, you know, professionals and um, and the community, you know, and parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles, like to actually sort of really think about what, you know, about the infant and the importance of relationship that, you know, I think that the concept of infant mental health, people think, huh, you know, like, you know, babies on the couch having, you know, like sort of that, like that, that sort of have that kind of illness kind of focus. But what we're really wanting, the message is that it's all about relationship and that those early relationships are so critical. And if we can actually put, um, you know, sort of resources into early intervention, and that's really early intervention, not when they're uh, like a teenager. But of course, there is a place for funding there as well. But that we put it in in those early years. I think there's James Heckman, who's an economist who won a Nobel Prize. He's actually done some research that, I mean, it's now a, few, a bit dated, but in terms of, you know, when it was done, but I think the actual the, the formula probably still works very similarly. For every dollar spent in the first two years of life, say $7 by the time they get to adolescence. So really that would be the other message is that investing in the early years is a good investment and actually if we want to create a better society and a, and a safer society and, and a more civil society, then um, we must put our investment in the early years because the relationship is, you know, relationships are so important and to support vulnerable families, to support, and also all families actually, to to be able to provide the, and be in the relationship that they, that the babies need. Thanks very much for joining us on Early Learning Review.